Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hello, we are the Salon Sleuths. My name is Melissa. And my name is Leslie. And we are two women from the Pacific Northwest. We are both curious about paranormals, spirit guides, ghosts, past lives. We are suspicious about true crime, disappearances, and strange phenomenons. We are open to learning about the supernatural and all things we don't understand. Together, we're opinionated with a splash of smartass. Join us to learn. And stay curious, stay suspicious, and stay open. Follow Salon Sleuths on all major podcast platforms. Hello, Salon Sleuth listeners and Leslie. Uh, Leslie, you've had a big week. Tell me what the hell happened to you starting Sunday from today to today. Well, I woke up and my eye, my eye was bothering me actually Saturday night when I went to go see Christmas lights. It just felt like my contact was dirty, but because I was driving and I didn't have my glasses with me, I had to like suffer through the dirty contact. And then, um, when I got home, I took it out, but it was like three hours of traffic trying to get through the lights. Do you have dailies or do you have, no, I wear them for about two weeks. Okay. Which means I wear them for about a month. Okay. <laughs> okay. We have where, where we are. So then the next day I had the contact out. I took it out the night before. So then on Sunday morning, it was kind of bothering me, but not terrible. So I was just wearing my glasses and I really wanted to run some errands and nobody wanted to go with me. So, um, but we were having some family photos done that afternoon. Oh no. So really, um, which is, I wasn't going to be them. They were just the kids. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. So the, so our friend comes over to take the pictures, which is fine. My eyes starting to bother me a little bit. No big deal. Then I go to Costco with uh, one of my sons. And um, by the end of the Costco trip, like it was really bothering me. Like the lights were really too bright and um, it just felt really bad. And then I guess by the time I got home, it was like bright red. 
I was very, very sensitive to light and I had a bunch of pressure in it. And um, I would say, okay, so I had a headache. I was nauseous. I had pressure in my eyeball and um, extremely sensitive to light. And then within, while I was at Costco, I just booked an urgent care appointment. So I go into urgent care and um, she checks the pressure of my eye. She did not see a scratch. She did like the light thing in there. Didn't see a scratch. So she, because of the pressure in my eye, she sent me straight to emergency. So she could tell there was pressure in your eye too. Yeah. And it was just um, a little bit more above her scope. You know, they're just trying to like get you through. And I was just hoping it was like a scratch or something. And so I go to emergency and I sat there for a little while and then I finally got in and (laughs) the doctor that comes in, poor guy, like, you know, when they go through medical school, they have to learn a little bit of everything, but they don't specialize in everything. Right. Right. And so I guess like my eye doctor was saying, when she went to med school, they spent like two days on eyes before you specialize in that area. Right. They're just trying to like triage you to make sure that you're like stable or whatever. Okay. And um, so the one doctor comes in and he's going to put drops in my eyes. Okay. Well, the closer he gets, the shakier his hand gets. Oh, it's God. Like this. Oh, God. And so then they have to numb my eyes and then they're doing the pressure thing. They're sticking this thing on my eye to check the pressure of my eyeball. Um, and so, first of all, he didn't know how to work this little thing. And his hand is shaky and he has oh, to God. press it onto my eyeball. And then is he, he old? No, he was young. Okay. okay. They would look at it and he would look at it and they're like reading the directions on the back counter <gasps> how to use this what? thing. And I just said, you know, I don't have a whole lot of confidence in this right now. <laughs> I'm not sure what's happening, you guys. And then the other doctor comes in and he does it. He acts like a professional. Like I, I had yeah. it. And then he just he, pretended to know what he was doing, right? I think he did because then he looks at the other guys. He goes, Do you want to give it a try? Oh God. And Michael's in there going, What is happening? So then he comes over and he's trying to do the pressure thing. And they're like, okay, if we can't get this to go down at all, we're going to have to try some bigger antibiotics or whatever. <laughs> so they come back in and they do the pressure again and it went up, but they're yeah. like, oh, we're going to send you home. Wait. I was like, I know. So I'm like kind of confused about this whole thing. They, I, I was just not in their wheelhouse, <laughs> like, but I, I was just happy to know that like my eyeball wasn't going to explode or I was worried that my eyesight was going to get worse because Clear, like yeah. right now, it feels like um, this side of my glasses has like oil, like like oil, or um, I'm looking through a cloud. Yes, yes. Or it looks like my background, but not that bad. Yes, yes. But my, so yes. my one eye is totally like clear, and then clear. the other one, it's like I'm looking through like um some sort of screen or something. So is there emergency? uh ophthalmology so so I they then referred me to a specialist okay and um so I went to see her the very next day got in and um she gave me some antibiotics for my eyes and then I was continuing this other medication that the ER gave me and then um she wanted me to go today again because she wants to see if my so I have an ulcer on my cornea yeah. And what's that about? Is that related or is yeah, that so totally- it's all related? So what happened, I guess right now I have this like ulcer in my eye and then the cloudiness is because um, all these cells like see something, but they're not sure what, what to do with it. So okay. that's what the cloudiness is all these extra cells, like kind of going into attack. 
So the ulcer, how do you get an ulcer on your eye? It's a bacterial infection. And she says, normally it's from overuse of contacts, which I think it could be, but I had just put those in, but I could have put them in. Maybe I could have had like stuff on your hands. Yeah. I could have done it like just rubbing my face. I could have gotten it from filing somebody else's dirty hand and then getting into my eye. Like, um, I don't know. your hands after you go to the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) I I think that wouldn't that be pink eye? I don't know. It was just so whatever. But I, I mean, the worst part of it was the sensitivity. Like I couldn't see anything. It was like when you get your eyes dilated. Oh yeah. It was like that. And then if I even covered the side, because it felt good just to cover the eye. Yeah. If the light got onto this side, it would, (sighs) I could feel it on this side of my head. It was just a really weird. So I don't have sensitivity, sensitivity. I don't have the nausea. Like good. So but when you look up those symptoms, that would be acute glaucoma. Right. I and looked it up after you said that you, you texted I had me. all those symptoms, like, yeah. which was really scary, but she goes, no, it's, it's more of a bacterial infection. So she wasn't okay. super worried about that. But the weird thing was that the nauseous, I didn't really think anything of it, but going and then seeing that as one of the indicators, I was like, oh yeah. Like I was like really sick to my stomach. Well, like, see, and I immediately, because of my frame of reference, having suffered from migraines since I was about 15, I think immediately you're having a migraine Yeah, because some people have aura, which is the flashing lights. Some people don't, but they get sensitive to, to light. Mm-hmm. They get nauseous. I throw up if I go untreated and it usually lasts for an hour and a half if I don't treat it. And I will probably end up throwing up at some point because the flashing lights it's like you're on a world turdy, uh, t- what is that twir- twirler whirl or whatever. Yeah. Um, and you're just going around and you just can't stop. And you know, after a while. So I immediately was like, Oh my God, you're having a migraine. Yeah. And then you're like, no, they think it's this. And I'm like, Oh, and, and your eye hurt. That was the other thing. But I thought yeah. maybe, maybe it was hurting up in here and you thought it was your eye, but it was really your migraine or whatever. But well, and I'm then when you said I didn't have a migraine too with it, like that's, I get, I get headaches. I have to pretty much take stuff all the time, but I mean, I didn't, it wasn't that discounted that I just knew that I had yeah. a bunch of pressure in my, yeah. Eye. And it felt different. Cause you do get my, I didn't know you yeah. got migraines. So like I, I do, but I do get like, yeah, yeah. Pretty. Okay. Nice and, and you knowing kind of, well, this isn't the t- my typical migraine is definitely different. Yeah. And then I thought, oh my God, is she having an aneurysm? Like, yeah. Holy shit. So I'm glad to hear that it is just a bacterial infection, but holy shit, you just, it's just crazy. The ringer. So she wanted me just, I thought like in 13 hours, you want me to come back and see my, yeah. Eyes? and yeah. then, so now I go back on Thursday because she wants to okay. see the ulcer didn't change at all, wow. but I don't, I'm not nauseous anymore. And, yeah. um, and I'm not as sensitive to light like I was. So that was okay. it's getting better, but it's not still, so I'm going to try to work tomorrow. So this would be interesting. Oh my gosh. So you, you called in sick on Monday, Monday then. I did. I don't think okay. I could have worked there. and yeah. I don't, I, they wouldn't even let me drive. So, oh, okay. Okay. Um, it was really funny though. Cause in the ER, the guy's like doing this to see if I could see things. Yeah. And it goes like, he's going to pretend to hit me <gasps> and I didn't flinch or anything. He goes, did you see that? And I was like, yeah, I saw that. Like, <laughs> you're such a smart ass. <laughs> like you you're just about to hit me on the side of the face, but you stopped like, Ugh. cause he was like, yeah, I saw that. He was just a really young punk. I mean, whatever he was. Just- <laughs> was he trying to make you laugh? No, no. <laughs> Why would he do that? Then? He was just like, I think he was checking my peripheral vision. Oh, and I, I was like, 
you know, whatever. Was, was your daughter scared when she was driving you? Um, no. Okay. Okay. I think they were all a little worried when the urgent care yeah. be over to emergency. Yeah. I was a little worried too. I was like, oh my God. Okay. Well, I was thinking like, am I and then you never texted me back. blind in one eye and deaf in the other. Yeah. Eye? Seriously. And That's it was like the opposite. Bullshit. So yeah. today, <laughs> like in my American sign language class today, I told them, told the guy about, I said, I told him the whole story. Like I went to the hospital and I did it all in spot. Wow. And then I finally says like, I said, I, this is can't, can't, and then see, and I said, shit, <laughs> so I gotta go to the doctor, <laughs> and he's that's like, okay, funny. sorry, go, go, oh my gosh, that's yeah. too funny, anyway, oh my gosh, Whatever. well, I'm glad you're better, I'm glad there's, it's not more serious, and that you, you will see again, I will, good, <laughs> good, well, that is never fun, and I, I, hate being nauseous. I have just, I don't know. It's like PTSD almost like the nausea thing just is like my worst because I think migraines and then having the stomach flu so many times, I just, Oh, I just hate being nauseous. Did you ever get like a morning sickness when you were pregnant? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I I felt like, you know, you never wanted to eat because you were feeling nauseous, but that was something that would make you feel better. Yeah. The little crackers. When somebody finally told me like eat two saltines every two hours or every hour, I don't remember even what it was. And that actually did work. They were yeah. right about that. Um, but that's and, the last thing you want to do. Yes. Like the oh. only thing. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. I'm sick of saltines. I mean, the whole nine yards is like, really, this is not what I want to do. Yeah. But yeah, I, I did not enjoy that, but I only had it like what the first three or four months of a pregnancy and then it went away. But I know other people who had it the entire pregnancy. Oh, I could not imagine that. I think oh. my sister always got heartburn. Oh, I did too. I was drinking those bottles of my Lanta. <laughs> oh, it was just horrible. It was like the best thing ever though. That liquid stuff was just awesome. That's really funny. Oh, uh, well, Leslie, yeah. so it's been a busy week because I have a story about Emma Sweet to tell you, <laughs> but okay. the one topic that we have not had time to talk about kind of off air that has happened this week is the Oxford school shooting. Yeah. I've heard a little bit of stuff. And yeah. Are you going to tell Chris? me about it? Do you know the details? Well, I've I heard some details like what's in the news and stuff. I, I know those kind of details too, about the parents basically buying this gun for him for a Christmas gift, but they bought it on black Friday and gave it to him early. And the mom and the son would go out shooting together and they took the gun out shooting before the incident. And then, um, I also know that the reason now that the parents were called into the school was because two reasons. One day it was, he drew a picture of someone shooting somebody and the person on the ground was bleeding and saying, help me. And then the other reason they were called to the school was that he was, um, caught on his phone trying to order ammo. And the text message from the mother after the ammo incident 
was, um, I'm not mad, but you need to figure out how not to get caught. LOL. Yeah. And then the, um, day of the incident. So from those incidences to when it happened was how long? Well, it was, it was one day and then the next day they went in again and then he did it that afternoon or that, that sometime after that second meeting at the school. So it was like, I can't remember if this happened on Wednesday or Tuesday. Like a two-day period or a three-day period? Yeah, it was a two-day period, back-to-back okay. days. So they were in the school one morning. They were in the school the next morning is what my understanding of it is. And then it happened the second day that they had been in there already that day later, knowing he had a gun and she texted, don't do it. Are you frigging kidding me? Like, what is going on? So I'm actually following that one. I'm glad that the parents are having to, um, I guess, defend themselves a little bit and are going to face prosecution. What I heard tonight is that the boy has a court appointed attorney and the parents have a hired attorney, but I am sure I do not know this, but I am sure that somebody else is paying like the uh, rifle association or first amendment fighters are paying for those parents defense. I'm sure of it. I'm sure the parents are not paying for it, but. So then um, how many people died there? Right. Uh, Yes. I think it was a total of see, this is where I'm not prepared. It was either four or six total is this the same incidents where the kid knocks on the door and pretends to be the police yes and says open up bro or something like that yeah. yeah and then well they and not at first and then he said something like yeah said something sling and then they're like nope yeah not not you and they were running out of the building and through the windows and see and that's the thing like um like a school shooter might not be somebody from the outside trying to get in with all the security. They may already be in. Correct. That's why the lockout thing just doesn't really work. Four students were killed and seven people were injured. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, just horrible. I, I'm shocked. I, and I'm shocked that they tried to run. Um, well, I don't know. They you just claimed that son. they were like in fear of their life or something. Yeah, but it's clear that they were not just hiding out somewhere. Their lawyer didn't know where they were. They were found in an in a warehouse in Chicago that holds like art. Like it was a warehouse. It was somewhere they were crashing. Mm-hmm. They were pretty close to a international airport. So some are speculating they were probably leaving. They had withdrawn $4,000, I think, which is probably all they had, quite frankly. I don't I know. I think you can get very far for $4,000. Yeah. yeah. Well, you can get a flight to Mexico. Mexico, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, just sad. But that's kind of happened since you and I have chatted. And, and that's so sad. Like, now it's the holidays and families. And- how do you, how do you, I, I don't get it. I mean, I'm all for first amendment rights. Wait, that's not the first amendment. First amendment is speech. Second amendment, <laughs> right to bear arms. That's second amendment, right? Um, I'm, I'm all in theory about that, but I am not about giving criminals 
giving children, giving mentally unstable people um, guns and or assault weapons. I mean, you can't go out and hunt with an assault weapon. Why the hell do you need an assault weapon for sport? Why do you need one in high school? Well, good friggin' question. And why wasn't it in a safe where you can't get it unless you're going shooting with your mom or dad? Exactly. That's that's a great question. Well, and I always thought it should be more like, um, like you register it, like you do a car, like every year you have to have a fee for each firearm that you have. And then therefore maybe people don't want to keep paying the fees. And so they may just get rid of it. It's it's unlike a um, car where you'd be driving that car around and you could be caught. You can't really be caught owning a uh, gun. Or I suppose not. if you get caught with one though, the fine could be really hefty. So then you're thinking I should register this because I'd rather pay the, a $50 the, fee than a $15,000 fine for having. Yeah. The better thing you're right would be that once you bought a gun, you're on the hook to pay for that every year, unless you prove you've sold it. So when, when yeah. once you sell a gun, you have to unreg- get it unregistered from your name. Right. Like if they get it in the other person's name and I just, every firearm that you have. Yeah. I just feel like that. That's just for the people that are doing it legally. Yeah. I was just going to say, that's just going to yeah. drive more mar- uh, black market guns. Yeah. I mean, anytime there's a school shooting or whatever, or a democratic president comes into office, gun sales, ammo sales goes through the roof. So it's good for NRA and, you know, the gun business to have these things happen. But boy, I just think it's sad. I, I just, I don't know. Not to mention, even if you had a, somebody in the school that had a gun, they're probably not going to have an assault weapon. Yeah. I mean, how do you compete against that with a handgun? You know, I don't know. So anyway, being those teachers were like, oh, fuck. We thought we stopped this. We thought we caught it in time and for it just to come right back. I just I also just don't know how you ever go back to school as a student and not be traumatized. Well, you know, Ella suffered with like anxiety from it was um, a lockdown, but it was because they really thought somebody was in the school. There wasn't. I mean, there was, but he was supposed to be there. He was an undercover okay. police officer. Oh, gosh. So the school went into lockdown and they were like, this is not a drill, like get in a place. And then um, she says, like, afterwards, when they figured it all out, they were like, everyone like went back to class, like nothing just happened. And, and she's like, I'm like, you know. And so I think that was the beginning of some of her super, well, contributing to a lot of her anxiety and uh, so imagine if it that was was real real. like this was I mean it was real but it wasn't like an actual active shooter in her school so wait you're telling me an undercover police officer I'm not sure exactly if this is the right story but I was told he was like an undercover police officer or something along those lines was coming in to speak at a class so we came in but he didn't register like he was supposed to at the front office and so there was a man in the school with a gun. And so they just didn't know where he was. Okay. And so everybody kind of went into lockdown. And, and I don't know if that's like the, the story. That's just the story I heard, you know, two years ago when this happened. And I never really followed up. I just kind of went with that story. Because you didn't and, know your daughter was going to be traumatized for an additional two years after this. Right. Well, and it, so they were in their classroom and they were put into like an office behind that classroom. Yeah. And then there happened to be a closet within that 
office within that classroom. So and they pulled Ella back there because she's like hyperventilating oh. and they had a teacher's aide that was with her and they were trying to do like breathing exercises and like yoga in that oh room and gosh. trying to be quiet. And, um, that's when she was originally going to write her paper, how, um, yoga is not relaxing because it wasn't, it wasn't comforting her at all in that yeah moment of panic she just knew like her life was over like yeah and uh, although she was like behind everybody and but she was very freaked out oh and and then she goes and then we just went back to class and everyone just sitting there like nothing happened yeah she, it, i don't know how they do that they just went like like if everything was okay and she's like i was well and i'm not sure okay. i was gonna say i'm sure some of them weren't like i don't know about you but when those things ha- happen to me i get this rush of adrenaline and it literally speeds my heart up like this. Right. But I also, then if it, if it ends up being a false alarm, I will literally get a stomach ache and I will be nauseous. So I'm sure there were a lot of kids that were freaked out and jittery and kind of wigging out over that, but everybody was just pretending like they weren't. Well, and then I think it could have maybe been that same class. It was like a day or two later that a fire alarm. Oh God. And so then that happened and then that freaked her out because then you have this loud alarm going off and you're right by the door and sometimes they don't tell you they have a scheduled fire thing fire alarm or whatever fire test it was just like terrible timing for Uh, for her and i'm sure it probably affected other kids too but i flipping hated those tests in school they were so loud yeah and sometimes teachers would forget to tell us that they were planned which yeah i kind of thought kind of defeated the purpose but they were so incredibly loud that it hurt my ears. It scared the shit out of me. And I am with her. I am totally with her. Yeah. I'd always get a call from her right before that class. Like, um, so I gotta come out. Like she'd be just like panicking. And at one point I just said, no, you're going to have to deal with this. Like I can't keep picking you up. You're going to have to know that you will survive in class. You know, and so she went and we talked about that the other day. Like I should remember coming in that one time you were like, tough love. Yeah. And then knowing that you will live through this class. Yeah. It's going to be really uncomfortable and you're really not going to be happy, but you will get through it. And then each day, maybe it'll get a little easier and a little easier. And yeah, it's just a very hard time for her. Can't avoid hard things, right? No. Well, my Tell story me about this person, what was this person's name? My story is Emma sweet and it's going to be sad. Okay. Because this is always hard. She's only two. <gasps> oh, wait, was this the one you just sent yes. me that thing about? Yes. And we, I think we chatted about it last week, but was it in Oregon? Reason. No, it was in, um, Bartholomew County, Bartholomew County in Indiana. Weird shit happens in Indiana, you guys. Indiana. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Swimsuit, check. Sunscreen, check. Phone charger, check. 
Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only, not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20% bad state. I do not understand what's going on, but, um, she went missing with her father, Jeremy sweet and Emma's mother reported them both missing on Thanksgiving. What I couldn't tell from any social media or any news was whether the mother and the father were actually still together, still married, going through a divorce, unclear to me what was going on in their private life, but mother reported them both missing. And the following day, which was Friday, Jeremy's truck was found partially submerged, um, by area duck hunters. And they actually found him still in the truck. He was in critical condition and they got him out and sent him to the hospital and was treating him for hypothermia and frostbite. But Emma was not in the truck was along with there was no evidence of her having been in the truck or any of her stuff in the truck. The following day, which was Saturday, uh, searchers were canvassing the riverbank and found her coat about two miles downstream from where the truck was found. And then just a little bit after that, rescuers finally um, found her body, which was approximately 2.5 miles downstream from the where the truck was found and submerged. She was her body was next to a pile of debris in the water. They had more than 14 agencies using drones, foot patrol, and ISP helicopters. So that must be like some sort of infrared or something. I don't exactly know what that is. Um, helicopters as well as divers looking for her. And it's reported that the father, Jeremy, uh, has given different stories as to what happened, because that's the next question. Like what happened? Right. But intentional, you know, did you drive off into the water? What the heck? Well, so he said, originally that he and his daughter drove off an embankment, which was about 15 to 20 feet high together in the car. His story changed and that he said, well, maybe I possibly dropped her off somewhere prior to running into the, into the water and crashing into the water. But detectives believe that Emma was likely with him when he entered the water And they're not really saying exactly why they think that, but they think that most likely he was, or she was. And then also that investigators have pointed out that actually in order to drive into the water where his truck was found, he would have had to go off the road and drove over a barrier to get into the water. So it doesn't sound very likely that it was an accidental, you know, we went over the embankment and kind of ran into the water. It seems like he had, was going to have to be pretty deliberate to do that, but they speculate that this was not an accident and, um, they did find a needle and drug paraphernalia on him after he was rescued and he was out on bond, excuse me, 
at the time for unlawful possession of firearms by a serious violent felon and possession of meth in May of 2021. And so I got to thinking and looking at this, I was like, okay, what the hell, what was going on with the mother? Like, there's nothing about this mother and what was going on. Was he, did he ever for a visit? Like what the heck? So I started looking up more and more about him. It's very public that in 2015, he was arrested and charged with manufacturing of meth. So that's 2015 to now. So that's six years. So I was like, okay, well, what's, what's happened to this guy, right? I cannot find anything. Um, I do want to say though, before I get, go down that kind of road, um, is that there will be a live stream of her memorial on Saturday. Actually, that might've been this last past Saturday. No, I think it's coming up. I think I've got, I'll have to double check that, but I think it's actually coming up. But what I also didn't know, let's just say about little Emma, she competed in local state and national pageants with America's best pageants. And she had won baby Miss Bartholomew County 2021 and was the current tiny Miss Bartholomew County 2022. And so I started looking up the mom and because there's this one picture that they show of her and she looks weird. Like Emma looks a little weird. And I was like, that's it. She's a pageant baby because her teeth, I think she had a flapper on Mm because her teeth, like, did you see those? No. Okay. Her teeth just look perfect. And you know, they wear those little flapper teeth. So then I was like, oh, okay. Cause she had big hair and it looked all blown dry and everything. And I was like, what the heck? So at this point, there's really no reasons given or speculations as to what made him have him do this. Right. But going back to that 2015 arrest and the mother's name is out there. Um, I started kind of doing some Google searching and some social media stalking. And it looks like the mother already had two boys. I don't know whether it was with this Jeremy guy, but definitely she looks like got was together with him between his stint from 2005 to 2021. And he looks completely different. Those are the pictures that I sent you where you're like mugshot this, this guy on her social media, but it's clear that's the dad because she's pregnant. She's in videos with him. They're doing the, the, uh, gender reveal party together. I mean, he looks like what, like 200 pounds in those photos and there's full video of him. And then you look at the picture of him being hauled off by the cops and the mug shot. And you're like, this guy looks like he's 180 at best, like two different dudes. The only thing that looked the same to me were a little bit, the eyes and then the beard, the way the beard grew kind of down and long. So I do think probably it is the same guy. Yeah. Um, and I think maybe he had had a hard past. He met, you know, Emma's mom, they had this baby together. Things were good things were going well. And then he went and he got into drugs again that I'm totally making that up from just seeing some social media. He he, he was having a family. He's on the straight and arrow and then of being that person, maybe who knows. And then 
Well, and who knows, like maybe he lost his job, felt like he couldn't support the whole family. Yeah. Um, it looks like there's two older boys and Emma's mom was so excited to finally have a girl. She immediately said, this girl is going to be just like the princess and the girly girl. And that was like her entire feed. Looks like she started making bows for Etsy. I mean, it was all just complete Emma, complete girly girl, complete pageantry, the whole nine yards. So I also haven't heard a single thing as of late in the last couple of days about that case. Um, I would imagine that um, the family is in pure shock and, you know, grieving at this point. And I totally understand that. Um, but I would certainly love to hear this guy's side of the story and how they ended up in the water and he had drugs on him with his two-year-old daughter in the car. <sighs> it is so sad. And what drives somebody to put their child at risk? Just even though... with the mom. Yeah. Yeah. I think he was probably hoping he was going to die, but he just didn't. I think so. But why did he want to kill the daughter? Why'd he want her to die? Was that to hurt the mom? I have no idea. Was she in the car and, and like fell out the window and into the river and floated down? Right. Did he take her seatbelt off? Like, was she not in a car seat? I mean, she's two. She's got to have a car seat. Like, how did she get out of her car seat? I mean, it too, they probably can get out of their own car seat. I could see that. They could do something and then threw her in the water. Like, And that's my question. How, you know, they're saying they think that she was in the car, likely in the car when he went in. Well, how'd she get the heck out of the car? Unless, I don't know, maybe he was passed out, but he really, it seemed like had to drive and make a deliberate um, attempt to get into the water. Usually it seems he was like all messed out and he didn't even know what was going yeah. on. Yeah. A lot I mean, of times though, don't you think that it sounds like when people do that, they want to hurt the other person. Right. Yeah. And so maybe this mother just, you know, Emma was the apple of her eye. It seemed like, and just getting back at her for something. He couldn't handle that. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yuck. Oh, I know. Isn't that sad? That is sad. I got to tell you, I'm never moving to Indiana ever. I don't even want to go visit there. <laughs> I don't either. That should happen. What's me. over there? <laughs> so my cousin April is coming to visit again for Christmas, and her family lives in Indiana. I think. Oh, really? They're moving from there. Whatever. Could be that bad. There must be some good spots. Oh, there must be. But it just <laughs> seems like all these bad things happen in. <laughs> I know that you're not super interested in sign language, but I'm going to talk about yeah. it again for a second. Yes. Okay. Sign. Um, so I found, um, I go onto YouTube and I watch sign language videos so I can learn like certain words or whatever. Yeah. And I found this couple they're called the sign duo. Okay. She here. He's okay. been deaf since birth. Okay. And they met, I believe in middle school. Okay. And he was in regular classes, I think, or maybe special classes. So every once in a while, they would be able to hang out. Okay. So she would say, like, as soon as like they had a break, they would meet out in a certain area by the lockers, and he would teach her sign language. Aww. And um, so she would learn as much as she could, like 
you know, 15 minutes here, 15 minutes there. Yeah. And um, eight years later, they're still together. Like oh. now they, they graduated high school and they live together. They just adopted a deaf dog. Oh. And um, they were like, what was it like the first time when he used his voice? Because he, so this is interesting because he's never been able are to. Are we talking about the dog or are we talking about the husband? So the husband. The boyfriend. Okay. So, the, so they're not married. Sorry. The okay. boyfriend. He's um, always been deaf. So he doesn't know okay. what he sounds like. Okay. And so imagine like, if you've never been able to hear, how do you know how to say a word? Right. And he doesn't know like how loud he is yeah, or how quiet he is or if it's yeah. high pitch or low pitch. Yeah. So he goes like this a lot to feel the, how much air is coming out or he'll oh. hold his neck to feel the vibration. Oh, is he, he can't like, so he has to go by memory. So he goes to um, like sp- speech therapy yeah, is he has to memorize what it feels like to say things at a certain tone. I just found it really fascinating. So that she's always signing and they ask questions and then people will ask them questions online or on their different forums and then they answer them. So like one question I always had is, do you dream and sign? Yeah. No, he goes, when I see people in my dreams, I just know what they're saying. I don't, oh. we don't sign. And oh. she doesn't either. She's occasionally, I might like see something and she always wonders like, is, does she sign like in her sleep? Will she do stuff? And he's like, no, they're, they're asleep. But they always, you know, they're, they like eat sandwiches as they're talking to each other, like in the car. They just have the cutest How do they do videos. that? How do they, do they eat? Well, they, a lot of times they do it with, like just one hand. Like, they're like, and there are a lot of people will ask like, how can you drive if you're deaf? And he's like, I'm not blind. I'm deaf. <laughs> but then they're like, is that like, a, like if there's an emergency vehicle. So when they were talking, this ambulance comes by. Well, he saw it before she reacted with her hearing. Oh. He like, so he goes, my, my other senses are heightened. So and he's I'm, looking in his mirrors. Yeah. He's, he goes, he's I guess mirrors probably more than, you yeah. know, whatever. So, yeah. and they always like running around with their dog with like a, the long leash. Uh-huh. Because he can't hear to call them back. So they're oh. like, you know, they have to get his attention other ways. And they're just this really adorable couple and how how they live with each other without like being able to hear. He can't hear. So I just thought it was like a super cute video, which then I actually randomly like found this page because of another story I was doing. Because yeah. So my story is it'll be really quick, but it's about Zara Baker. Have you heard of her? No. Okay, so she was a girl from, uh, they were in Australia. And the dad was, um, they were, this husband and wife were married. They had Zara and the mom had postpartum. Well, actually, I don't know if they were married, but they there were a couple. They had the Zara, um, mom had postpartum and then decided to just give the dad full custody. Okay. So he takes full custody of this young girl, moves in with his parents and wherever they were living in Australia, he was working at some sugar factory. Well, Zara ends up coming down in 2005. So at this point, she's six years old with bone cancer and then a little bit of stint of lung cancer. Oh my! So during that process of the different, um, uh, what do you have to do? The treatments that you get, she lost a part of her leg and some of her hearing so she has to wear hearing aids which then roundly about how i got to sign duo how that's okay. how, on youtube you know one thing comes to another yeah anyway so um i do remember hearing about this case because she's really really a cute little girl uh-huh so you know he's now a single dad he's working she's gets cancer it's super sad but then he meets this lady online and she is from the states 
she flies out to um, meet him and they were like married shortly afterwards. What he didn't know was that was his, her seventh marriage and that she was still married. Mm. So they eventually come back to the States. She enrolls Zara into school. Um, The school had questions to her because Zara has come in with bruises or a black eye or different things that were going on. Oh, I know this story. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. You remember this? Yes. So the school was like, what's going on? And they're like, oh, you know, she's just clumsy. She can't, yeah. you know, with a leg or whatever. So um, she pulls her out of school because then they can't keep reporting her and she's homeschooling. But there was no like evidence that she was actually homeschooling. And then um, it appears that yeah, she have other kids. Did the other she did. Woman. So with one of her marriages, she ended up having a son and a daughter from another marriage. And then in a, a different boyfriend, she ended up having, I think another daughter. So she had like three other kids, but um, it never really meant they're not with them. I don't think, I think it was just Zara and the dad and the stepmom and the dad worked for some company. Cause that like, I think it was, 2.30 in the morning, there was a call on October, maybe maybe October 8th, there was a call to 911 um, that there was a fire in the, his work truck, and then there was a ransom note. And so what they were thinking was the ransom note was actually for the owner of the company's daughter, like they were like going to kidnap that, not realizing it was the wrong house, maybe. Mm-hmm. This is a story that had come up. And um, so they were saying during that fire, that's when Zara was actually taken because she wasn't reported missing until I think um, the next morning or the next day when they were saying Zara was just gone. And they were thinking it was part of the ransom note that had to do with it. That none of, I don't think none of that actually happened. I think probably the stepmom started that fire in order to have this happen and she claims now looking back, um, she had told a couple of family members that Zara had been sick for a couple of weeks and then she just died. And then that the husband or the father helped, like told her what to do. And there's like no evidence that he had done any of that. In fact, she's in prison for only 18 years for dismembering her body yeah. and putting her all over the place. As, Cause I saw the YouTube video of her. Um, there was an interview with her. And she basically isn't owning up that she had done any of it. She was saying that she was ordered by the dad to do it. And um, she's like, so like, what do you think? Like now that we've like found all our pieces, like, well, like now that she's whole again, we could put her to rest or she would always say really odd, terrible things. She had questioned her. There was a form, a letter. She threw her threw parts away in different garbage cans around town. Was she it? did well? I think her leg was in like in a dumpster, but then some of her body parts were found like in almost like in the videos. It looks like different fields, like kind of out. It kind of reminds me of like like Indiana, like like out in those like rural yeah. areas and like different. Did they have video that. of all these places? Well, it showed um, some video of like the searchers looking for like in just these random like um, like overgrown fields kind of. How did they find these locations? They had some search dogs that came out and it did. They immediately went to the trucks, the two vehicles that were there. And then um, it just kept going from there. And I, I don't know if um, she told them that like I thought she told one of the sisters or her one of her family members that the lake was put into this dumpster at some company and that's how they found that 
and, and it's probably her prosthetic leg, not hopefully. I mean, maybe it was her real leg. I don't know. Oh my like, gosh. I thought it was a prosthetic. Like, that's just weird to think you put a leg. Anyway, it was just this terrible, like this girl who lives through cancer and lives through like the separation of your parents and then moving to America to have a better life or whatever to well, find love. Didn't they, yeah. Didn't the dad move here because of the, the, this new love? Yeah. Like, it's not like he wanted to, he just, well, he, he wanted to be with her and he thought that, Oh, this is the love of my life kind of thing. Maybe. Right? And then she was still married. So when they got here, it was said something like the interview. I was like, what is she talking about? Because they didn't find, they didn't go all into the backstory, but at one point her new husband, Zara's dad had met the other husband that she was with oh, or an ex-husband and she introduces him as like her brother or something like that and as, were, as they, a dad baker okay and they were though the ex-husband was oh, like her brother to the new you know zara's dad and the interviewer was like so what did you what do you think about that like why would you do that and she just has this like look on her face like completely like stone like, anyway, that's my story about Zara. I just thought that was so sad that she, I mean, you live through cancer as Seriously. six year old and then to like be killed when you're 10 by a stepmom. Like, and so the dad didn't notice that she was being abused. The daughter wasn't freaking out, not wanting to be left with this gal or what? He didn't say anything like that. So I'm thinking like, did, was she able to keep a lot of that secret when it came to like yeah. the school? Like, um, some of their interviews and stuff or when the CPS did, when they came to the house, was it because Zara was with her and dad was at work and he wasn't even there? Right. Like how much of that did he not really know about? Because if that happened to me, I would pretty much be gone. Yeah. Like, huh. And you know, he had to have loved his daughter so much to. I remember I saw like a show about this particular episode but i do remember thinking this dad was just clueless i i, I guess i don't i know maybe she, he was just working like two jobs just to make sure like maybe maybe i know that he that uh the woman said that he had something to do with it but he they have not found any no. proof of that but he so only I, got 18 years like people will get bigger like drugs yeah 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 oh my but she did end up getting another 10 years um i think a couple years later for i think it was like drugs or something else and you know they probably just did that to make her um sentence more harsh kind of like like oj right they couldn't get him on one thing so they get him for something else they make it huge yes yes she was just such a cute little girl though and what did the mom say about her to her friends and stuff? Like, did they, did she say, I hate this little girl? Like, what did she say? Well, the neighbors, I didn't see anything about friends, but I did see that the neighbors were constantly saying that she was abusive mental, yeah. mentally and physically towards them, that the CPS had come to the house multiple times and the department of social services had yeah. come in the past because of her other children so she had had a history she just sounds like um i mean obviously i feel really bad but like mental illness yes have to be mentally something's wrong and it doesn't like say that it doesn't excuse her from any of that 
but um, you would have to think like, I just hope that people will do their research when it comes to like finding new people in their lives. And right. Right. And had he, would he have married her if he knew that she was still married or that she was, he was her seventh marriage. Right. Or would that been a red flag? I think I'm that's like, flag how many times can you say I do for the rest of my life? Yes. To the same I think person. That's a red flag. I'm going to, I'm going to use that one as my red flag. <laughs> Any people like that wouldn't, isn't necessarily somebody who takes marriage very seriously. Right. Right. I think even somebody like on the third marriage or like, I was going to say even three, I think I'm starting to question three. (laughs) Maybe, I mean, maybe when you you have like a young marriage and you're on your second. Yeah. But when you say I do for the rest of my life, like till death do us part three times, you're like, well, and also like if you're in love again for the third time, maybe you just don't need to get married, married, like just live together. Well, I wouldn't I don't know. be like wearing a white dress. No. <laughs> yeah. I just think maybe you just don't need to get married. I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't, I don't think I'd want all the trouble. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just like, I just, but you and I here don't you're... take things very seriously anymore. Yeah, I agree. But you and I are like rare birds. <laughs> we're 50 and we're only, we're still on our first marriages or in our first marriages. I should even say, yes, not on our first marriage. We're actually still in our first marriages. So we're kind of a rare or bird. We're in our only marriages. We're in our only marriages. There you go. Yeah. I think we're kind of a rare bird. So I'm not sure we're the best ones to speak to that. I do have friends obviously that, you know, their first marriages, I was like, oh yeah, this isn't going to last. <laughs> yeah. like, don't get married. Don't get married. I didn't tell them that, but Leslie, what are you going to do this week? Um, am I supposed to do something? You're supposed to stay curious. Oh, I'm going mean, to, I definitely. Delicious. It's always open. Yes, always open. Thanks to all of our listeners for listening this week, and we Good will see you next week. Next week. Bye. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.